And you're all very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. And I'm Shane McKay here with co-host Chris Sneed. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Yeah. How's it going, everyone? And very wonderful returning guest George Higgs. How are you doing, George? Hi, guys. I'm, I'm very well. Thanks. Good. It's great to have you back. Um, and also great to have you back to celebrate your new album. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for having me. No, you're more than welcome. I had to listen to it last night when it was uh, fresh off the precious and I'm I'm highly impressed. It's 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 um another another adventure into text, textural uh uh harmony and um it's it's uh, it's fascinating listen and just the, the the whole um concept behind sense ensemble we spoke a lot about uh on the, the 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 previous show with George, and I highly recommend anybody who hasn't heard that to go back and check it out. It was very well received, um, from our audience. Um, so you'll find that either uh, on the Cam Projects podcast on Spotify, Spreaker, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. So we're going to get into a lot more today. So George, any any news anyway aside from? No, no, just uh, at home with the storm happening outside. So yeah. It seems yeah, to be storm apocalypse. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 uh, the album is, is is literally fresh fresh off the presses. You were you were mastering yesterday. Yeah, 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 I mastered it yesterday. It took longer than I expected. When I master, I often go back into mixes, which probably is a no no, but I just do it anyway. I do that so, too, and I find it works really well, actually. Yeah. 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 It's like why not? It's all the niggling things that you kind of knew were wrong to begin with. You're like, okay. It's, it kind of becomes a bit of a jigsaw like as well when you're doing it like that because oh yeah yeah it's like when you bounce projects out of these programs you have different settings for mastering and different settings for um you know whatever the the final mix and i kept mixing those up late at night i'd be like oh i bounced <laughs> okay. it out at 16 bit which has been you know it's like i had to go yeah. back anyway, oh god well back in the days when we when we were still using cds a lot you know and it'd be like doing it oh, off yeah. and be like why does it sound different and then you try it in a car and it's like why is there way too much bass and but it's it's gotten it's gotten a lot um more straightforward but it, there's still there's quite a lot of pitfalls all right like that can just be you know the smallest thing and it'll it'll, it'll yeah. it kind of well the, the biggest thing to me is like yeah i agree it's got so much like sitting there mastering the thing i can play it out of different things right here which is brilliant to be able to do that but the thing that I think's become really different is uh, the out the output the nature of the output. If it's online, people normalizing it. So you spend all this time mastering, figuring out levels. Then somebody just pumps it into normalize yeah. it, and then all the levels at once. Yeah. <laughs> or now, isn't it on SoundCloud now as well? They have a, a, a they'll 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 master your 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 track for you as well. Which you have to pay them. You have to pay. You have them. to pay them. Yeah. I'm I don't go near that myself personally now. Uh, because I, 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 I find it fun, you know, if I, I enjoy that process myself anyway, yeah. so. Well, I, I mean, 
somebody who knows how to bake doesn't buy cake mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can understand somebody doing it because, you know, it, it's daunting in the beginning and it's so, in a way, I don't know how you guys find it, but it's so simple, but it's not easy simple. It's, you can get it very wrong, you know, um, and you're never quite sure. I think even the masters of mastering, you're never quite sure how far to push it. And yeah, it can get overbaked. Um, yeah, yeah. E quite easily, yeah. And like compression is something they say, like you, <clears throat> from 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 the very beginning all the way to the final chain, you have to be quite careful with because it, it kind of stacks and stacks and stacks. And then yeah, if yeah. it's going to be broadcast as well or streamed, then that technically that's more compression then as well. And exactly, I only use I use only one thing in the mastering i didn't use any compression just the gain that's all i just pushed the gain up and that's why i kept going back to the mixes i didn't go back that many times because i don't use any compression and the only reason is i worry that i get it wrong because i'm not experienced because i've used plenty of compressors but not at that stage where you're affecting everything you know i know you can go in and multi-pressors and stuff but it's tricky business you know um it's very tricky yeah, it's delicate. Like, um, it's like it's good to keep it simple, though. Generally, I think that's a good rule of thumb. Like, um, yeah. and I mean, we spoke about our mentor, Mister O'Toole, and yeah. uh, he always said, you know, less is more. Always, yeah, always yeah. is less is more. So it's I, like it's, it's a good rule of thumb. It's like you kind of you know say reverbs a good example, and your ears kind of go, oh, that sounds really nice, and you're like, well, I better just actually maybe wind that back just a little bit more than I think it should be, and that's what? usually a safe kind of. It's it's funny, yeah, isn't it? Like it's it is, yeah. But it's funny then. I listen to sometimes music, and I'm like, oh, they don't use much reverb at all. Then I listen more closely. And I'm like, Jesus, there's a hell of a lot of reverb on that voice. You just it's it gets swallowed into the mix. I know. So when you hear people like Phil Spector, which I think he overused reverb, that's just my uh, take. I'm just not into that sound. Mm -hmm. But uh, some a lot of people are. But he must have used a colossal man. I don't know what yeah. instruments like it's all bathed in this. Yeah, wasn't it? It was the wall of sound exactly. that was his yeah. his his yeah. thing. So George, I've just got up on the screen here. I've got your SoundCloud and um your new album, The Sense Ensemble. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and, and just the process and, and how it came about? Sure. Well, uh I guess the the, the cover says a lot because that was from uh, a poster for performance of Sense Ensemble Study One, which is the first track on the album. Um, that was a study done in Trinity College when I was doing my PhD um, on music for deaf and hearing audiences. Um, I was working with so Irish sign language users, and they would come up with a and a dancer as well, Jessica Kennedy, who's a, a member of the Junk Ensemble, friend of mine, and, and somebody I've worked with. She and uh, Signer worked together to come up with a sequence of signs, and the idea was that they'd be a gestural motif, a kind of uh, physical gestural rhythm. Um, my research was all around how music's this whole body, uh, multi-sensory expression, even if we're not sometimes conscious of it, and our language doesn't always uh, help alert us to this, what I feel is... Uh, always you know present reality of, of music this multi-sensory quality but so the the performance of the sense ensemble study one um there's a poster i think shane's going to bring up uh and um basically it was 
the idea was that the audience would come in and there was no speech. They just come in and right away they'd be handed a P. I will look at another P. A, 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 I decided not to call it a P because we had lots of jokes during the, <laughs> the rehearsal period, as you can imagine. They got to go take a P and this and so on and so forth. And they'd be given a different colored P anyway. Is this it, George? Is that the poster you're talking that's about? It. Yeah, so that was the poster, and that's the same kind of visual motif uh, that I use on the album cover. I just literally stole it from myself. And then actually the little ribbon around the edge here, see, feel, um, that took me a long time. <laughs> I think I did each one of those bands, funnily enough, separately. Then I was like, I should have just copied it. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I just took that. I did my own album cover, obviously. Um, which is another thing when you're, it's like mastering. It's like, oh, I better figure out how to do the album cover. It's like, so, you know, you, it's like, I remember the last album's like a couple of days before I was like, come do the album cover. And I, <laughs> I got Seashore, you know, it's one of these free online things. It's brilliant, but it's so simple and such a step down for Photoshop users. But I, I think that's nice. Though. I think going, I think kind of going old school is really good. Like it actually helps work stand out when you're not just going with the, the newest fanciest thing. Like go with the go with the, the tried and tested stuff. I think is is absolutely well. I mean, from my, you know, where where we came from, where I came from, anywhere where I literally cut pictures out and stuck them on a the page and uh, photocopied it back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, you're basically doing the same thing anyway, digitally. It's because we all know. Yeah. And you're all very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And today we have an absolute treat in store for you, as as you already know, with George Higgs Charles, who's in with us today to especially celebrate his new album, The Sense Ensemble. And we're getting into all of that. And you can find it on SoundCloud. You can learn more about George Higgs Charles on his website, georgehiggs.com. That's H-I-G-G-S dot com. We came up with these patterns, which were rhythms, and I would score the patterns on in music notation. Then I'd apply these rhythms to melody. I'd apply them to rhythmic or sort of percussion instruments, and I call them a gestural motif. And then in performance, there's it's called the Sense Ensemble Study Number Two and Number One on my website um, on the Works page. I think uh, we did these performances where the sign language users would execute signs and the audience would imitate them again, this participative wow. kind of experience. And we use smoke ring cannons as well. Oh, with, you could smell the smoke as well. It was vanilla scented. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So, wow. you know, uh, that was, they, these are very, these are, they are called them experiments and studies and that's what they are. Um, and uh, on the album to get back to that, I include those sense ensemble studies, the three of them, and also some new work that the Arts Council funded this year, working again with Irish Sign Language users. This time we they came up with, that's the album cover, working album cover. Um, and uh, the basically we came again, up again with patterns and I created uh, a number of pieces of music based on those patterns. Um, and all this so all the album is all based on gestural motifs and but again like 
what I find really interesting, and you know, somebody could say, "Hey, George, I listened to your album, but it just sounds like a bunch of songs." That's real fair, really a fair point, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, hundred percent, and that's what's important to understand. Is like all I want to do. I'm not reinventing the wheel or inventing anything. I'm just identifying something that's like anybody that that was always there. Just a fact to me that music multisensory, but sadly we lack the awareness of that we've always concentrated on the aural that they're the heard experience, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I'm not knocking it, mm. but I just think that um, we lack the vocabulary. We lack the words to even talk about this. So when I was writing my thesis, that was the hardest thing. It's like, so how do you talk about this stuff? How do you, and everything, when you get deeper and deeper into it, they talk about musical gestures I mean, the conductor's activity is extremely musical. It's, Our, it's, and eye contact as well, and yeah. body language, and yeah. it's always there. You're right. It is. It's always been there, really. Actually, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Yeah. And again, I think the 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 Indians had it right with the tuning up. It's like that's part of the performance. It's all the performance. And I mm. I learned that early on. I think as a performer, like the minute somebody reads about your performance, the show has begun. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Anyway, so we did that performance. People would come in and they, they'd be taught a gesture at the door, one of four gestures, given a colored P, and they'd sit in a section uh, that had a flag with was the same color P as their, as their P, and they'd sit there, four audience sections, four signs assigned per section. And then the signer would came in, and this kind of pulsating rhythm was going through. And actually, that was the first thing I had on Sense Ensemble Study 1, on the track when I first started recording back in whenever it was May, I just had this pulsing rhythm and I decided not to use it. I just didn't think it worked on the album because that's what was happening in the venue. The whole venue was kind of vibrating. It was pretty wicked actually. Wow. Vibrating speakers on the floor. And actually if you watch the video, it's on my website. I have it, I give it, give it to you guys. Um, you can hear that. Um, and then the signer, kind of call she does the sequence of signs and each of the she encourages the audience to join her and they do their part of the this rhythm this four, four part rhythm so it's like this hocket where the audience is sharing these gestures then the music kicks in the auditory music and uh the signer brings the audience in and out um so the idea was that the audience participates and that's what my research was and I, after i said you know i i kind of whatever uh assessed my data after sort of did they participate what to what degree to what percentage with bills to pay and debt piling up it's easy to feel overwhelmed personal loans through net credit can provide funding up to ten thousand dollars to help you get back on track financially if eligible our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget so check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track net credit a more personal personal loan all net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners visit netcredit.com partners for more information we've all spent more time with family lately it can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. 
Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. And that was the participation. Is this George on screen? Is this what you're talking about? That's the audience participating? That, yeah, that, that's from uh, Sense Ensemble Study 2, but it's the same same idea. So it right. may as well, Jet's fine to show that. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what it is. We were teaching the audience the signs, then this, another signer brought them in and out. Um, so they felt part of the music. And later we asked them, you know, do you feel this was a musical activity or did you feel it was quite mm. separate music? We asked, they got their feedback. And what was cool was in the, the study number one is that nobody spoke. We didn't have to say, you're not allowed to speak. They just got the, they got the vibe right away. And people, I didn't say to anybody, by the way, you're not supposed to speak. Yeah. But nobody spoke and right. uh, until the Q&A. Yeah. <laughs> So and you weren't wearing a shut the hell up t-shirt or you know exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we and then the, sorry that everybody put their pee into a speaker because you were showing me the Evolver phone which yeah let me get that so that's that's kind of followed me throughout my career these vibrating speakers they're just literally speaker cones naked speaker cones mm. that I carry around with the wire like like Chris and I were talking about uh, you know hoovering with your the cable behind you ca- carry the speaker around. Is this a charge? Is that part of the? Yeah, that that was the first time you used the vibrating speakers. Those, that's those are hemp seeds, uh, and because they made a good sound, um, it wasn't sort of t- not giving a nod to the legalized cannabis. Uh, <laughs> no, well, hemp has a lot of uses aside from that. Like, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so um, yeah, and that was the electroacoustic exchange, um, and. That's where we had different commodities, vibrating speakers, but they make a great sound. And in the sense ensemble, these speakers being carried around, people would put their peas in there. And so that was another layer of the, the participative aspect because people had their pee, they had their gesture, they contributed to the, to the, to the piece of music, which I guess is a big thing for me. And that quite apart from the whole body multisensory aspect, I think participation is a big thing for me. I mean, I do a lot of arts participation work. I get funding yeah. uh, for that kind of work. I actually, I actually um, at a few shows, I've done a thing with a speaker as well. Oh, really? Where I put things them on it, and then I put like a non-Newtonian fluid in it, like custard. Yes. And the bass makes it dance and bounce about the place. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah, that goes into you've done similar stuff, George. With, with uh, I, I know it as uh, cymatics or climatics, but you know, you know under another term. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't. Remember, I can't like, remember it now. Cladney, yeah, Cladney plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the guy that first kind of studied them. Yeah, Cladney. Um, yeah, just where you, but you know yourself, where the. Actually, a, a guy I worked with, the guy who was my supervisor for my PhD, and a good friend of mine, Dermot Furlong. He's one of these people that should have a statue made to him because he's such an amazing person. But he uh, he used to work with Loudon guitars. Maybe I told you this in the last one. They used tea leaves on a. They had like a very specific vibrating, you know, linear actuator, and figured out where on the soundboard it was lacking uh, resonance. You know, using tea leaves. Yeah, well, I I we I did a similar thing when I first came across that with tea leaves, but just with a bear on. And as long as the skin was kind of like it was like the right tension, like you might have to, you might have, if it was too tight, you'd have to just dampen it down a little bit. And we would just sing into the bow on and try different pitches, and you like you'd get different patterns. And then That's we'd ex- 
yeah it was really fun like and then we'd experiment with like well what happens when two people sing at two different pitches and so then you get a combination of two different patterns and it That's was a really good idea i've never heard that shane um because i i know people have used tubes with balloons on the top stretched across as a membrane yeah. that's much simpler, and I like that Bauron idea a lot actually yeah yeah because it kind of makes you wonder then like you know like Bauron's kind of a pretty old instrument so and so exactly. is, so are tea leaves so I doubt like <laughs> it's, it seems to be uh, fairly kind of like old uh, knowledge like it's it, I find it as a subject really interesting because it's like it's, um, a, it's a visual representation is, of sound yeah 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 there is an old tool for winnowing grain that is a skin stretched over a wooden hoop, much like a Bauron. Well, they, they, I think I, I'd heard that, uh, Chris, I'd heard that a Bauron came from some kind of sieve, you know, where they were. Yeah. Working, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, for, for separating the chaff from the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you'd I, shake it in it and you throw it up and let the wind blow away some of the powder and shake yeah. it and throw it up. Yeah. It's like uh, the Frisbee came from a cake tin, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, cool. so let me see what else we, we, we were. You were telling us about this. What's this called again, George? It, it, that was the Evolva phone, and they were that was they were the, the P's Mendelian. It was supposed to be like genetics inside this uh, Evolva phone, which was a uh, kind of commemorating Darwin's anniversary, two thousand ten. Mm. Yeah, it was two thousand two thousand nine. Because P's were used to discover the recessive genes in certain plants. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, so exactly. So the idea was the the green and the white peas um, to have those in the speaker, and they would vibrate percussively. And then the seats you were sitting on had vibrating, uh, vibrotactile speakers into them. So, and then you had all, all, uh, auditory, you know, sonic expression through um, audio speakers. Are these more? Are these more? Are these more speakers, George? Those are more speakers. Yeah, yeah. they're they're they that was called Storm in a Teacup, and it was actually my son Liam, who's now fifteen and taller than I am. Uh, his mother was pregnant with Liam. We knew it was gonna, we didn't know it was going to be a boy. Actually, maybe Liam was born by the time the performance came around. Anyway, I got a recording. I went into the get the ultrasound. Is yeah, and I asked the GP, could I put the get an audio output the time before she said, yeah, bring your stuff in next week and or next month or whenever we went back. And I recorded, I got a recording of the heartbeat and I put it into this piece called storm in a teacup, which was a scored piece of music with piano. And then the heartbeat kind of comes in and out. I processed it or chopped it up and made a rhythm out of it. And then, so people came in and actually, uh, it's my ex-wife now, Sarah, her mother, uh, is a potter and so she made um these little teacups with a hole in the side so i could feed a wire out and people would come in to the performance and my son noah there's actually i should have sent you the picture of noah and i were sitting there uh and I'll, I'll i'll find it in a second it's people are sitting they have their teacups and they put their teacups to their ears and they listen <laughs> so Noah and i just sit there we can't hear anything you know <laughs> there yeah. Uh, okay, well, look, I tell you well, what, we're, we're going to we're going <laughs> to take a very quick two minute bumper bumper break. And George, so if you want, if there was a if there was a file or something you wanted to dig up there, sure, you yeah. could do that now. And we're just going to okay. take a very very quick um, short break, and we'll be back in two minutes, guys. So stay tuned. We'll be back very shortly. 
Barry, welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And today we have an absolute treat in store for you, as as you already know, with George Higgs Charles, who's in with us today to especially celebrate his new album, The Sense Ensemble. And we're getting into all of that and you can find it on SoundCloud. You can learn more about George Higgs Charles on his website, georgehiggs.com that's h-i-g-g-s dot com making these instruments i think shane and i talked in a conversation earlier about you know the pros and cons of just writing music versus building instruments and that's it's a lot of fun but it's a lot of work too and a lot of like again, storing things. It's like sometimes you wish you just. Sometimes I wish I just composed. You know, I'm glad I don't. But you know what I mean. It's it's hard. It's yeah. Very- well, I think I think though I think it's really good. I mean, we were talking, George, a bit about how like I I gave up music a couple of times over the years. I like I, I, music was all around me from a very young age. And, you know, I, 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 you get, sometimes you do get to a point where you kind of go, you know, I just need to step back a little bit, but I don't, I'd never try to get too hung up on it because it's just not really good for your headspace. And so you get too hung up on that. And what I ended up doing was, is kind of focusing on some more technical stuff for a while. And then eventually when I was ready to kind of go back towards music, I came back with such a fresher kind of approach that it was, it, it, it ultimately was great. And I think, I think it's, it, that's why I love your work, George, actually, is because you do actually branch out a bit. And I think that just helps to enrich in each, each different facet of the work. It doesn't just have to be composition, like building, building instruments and going out into the world and interacting with, with real people. That's only going to, in my eyes, improve and, and yeah. boost the, the, you know, what's at the center of your work yeah i guess you're right yeah and i was just thinking too while you're saying that about going out and i was thinking about the the album the music for modern animals album and one thing when i listened back to that um i think of all the songs as kind of an adventure like an adventure starts at the beginning of the song and you go somewhere on the adventure and i guess that's the way i think of all music whether it's building something it's like an adventure and you're ta- tackling this adventure you're literally going out you don't know what's going to happen you know it's like the night errand you go out in the forest you don't know what you're going to encounter the indiana jones you're going to deal with it though and that's the way a song is for me and at the end you bring them home again that's, that's, what, it, it's, yeah. that's very insightful to to listen to you talk about that. Um, just just that, and for people as well in general, I think an insight into how does a composer actually approach work? Where does it come from? And it's not, uh, yeah, I don't think there's like a manual on it as such. Hmm. It's, it is same yeah. way as music is experienced differently by everybody. I think it's created also in a very unique way by by yeah. each person. And if you'd like to get in touch with Can Projects, you can email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. And you can find our podcast on Spotify, Spreaker, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I think we're on Podbean now, apparently, and lots of the usual spots. And you'll find some video clips on YouTube. And if you'd like to get in, in, involved in the conversation publicly, you, if you're brave enough, you can do so over on Twitter in the Twitterverse. Not that we're not that not that you'll get any grief from us, but it it is a bit of a Wild West scene out there. So join us at the Can Projects.
And we're back. And we're back. And, uh, George, you reminded me of a joke there. Who's the coolest guy in a hospital? Who? The ultrasound man. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Chris. Okay, guys, do you know Hold, hold our breath for one second because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop records to safeguard this. Okay, and we're back. That was well longer than a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, we were just getting into some stuff there. Let me just turn off our stuff here so we can see what we're doing. There we go. So, we were getting... You were telling us um, about how the Sense Ensemble came about, George. And um, we've got a video here that of, of some of the performance. Will we look at a few... What would you like to cover next? Will we um, look at some more... The, the pictures from the, the, the actual... Uh, the photographs with the with the vanilla scented. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. That's not those, really. Oh, and that's... um. That's George's website there. That's uh, georgehiggs.com. You can find out lots about George on there. And that's his SoundCloud, the new album, The Sense Ensemble. So let's pull up our other... There we go. So, George, what's this here now? So that's um, during The Sense Ensemble Study 2, which is, I think, the fifth track on the album. Um, we did that in the Samuel Beckett Theatre in Trinity, and it was another study where, whereby we taught a sequence of gestures that the piece was based on to the string quartet, the Crash Ensemble String Quartet, and then to the audience. And we would, the audience would enact um, these these gestural syllables, whatever these gestural these patterns with us um, at different points, and we bring them, cue them in and out, and them into the music and it was scored as part of the music and so on the album you have i have a reworking of the what the string quartet was playing i actually used to play on that, that piano by me which is a player piano i think maybe i told you in the last podcast um i just kind of as often is the case when you have a piece of music i often noodle around with it on the piano and i worked it into a piano piece from what was a string quartet and gestures and then it's on the album you'll hear it has piano organ drums and bass as well a few other things um, so that's one thing i should say those sense ensemble pieces study one two and three were all originally used as studies for my phd research into multi-sensory composition but they're they're really re reworkings of those pieces um, so that, that, those pictures are of the performance, the original performance, which was this experimental performance study, um, which was quite different from the, the music, you know, that's on the album. But, you know, what can you do? It's like when you film a play, it's always good to do a, make it a new thing. Yeah, like, exactly, you're right, exactly. And that was the first part of our most recent show with composer, musician, artist, poet, renaissance man, George Higgs Charles, who has just come out with his second album, The Sense Ensemble. And you can find that over on SoundCloud. And if you'd like to learn more about George's work, which I highly encourage you to go and check out. It's a very inspiring body of work George has. You can find more about George on www.georgehiggs.com That's H-I-G-G-S and the Sense Ensemble album is 
over there on SoundCloud. We'll have more from George Higgs soon. Stay tuned.